Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Hi, welcome. Today we have a fantastic grouping of guests for you. So um, this is going to be an amazing interview because we have three wonderful human beings that are going to talk to us about uh, high school diplomas and does having a high school diploma even have value anymore in the United States. So it's going to be an absolutely wonderful discussion. Uh, The topic today is going to be in, in two 2020, 2 million students dropped out of high school in the United States. It is no secret that for the federal and state government, promoting high school graduation and offering additional resources and options to the community so that young people obtain their high school diploma is a top priority. Dropping out of high school does not only affect the young person who does not graduate, but it also affects the family, the community, the economy, the workforce and even the country. The labor force is diminished and does not qualify for basic tasks. 90% of existing jobs absolutely require a high school diploma. So today we're going to talk to Christopher Dickinson, Caroline Cook, and Elizabeth Yorquijo. And I really hope I didn't say that too badly. Um, And they are from IWantMyDiploma.com. So welcome Um, I I hope you're all um, having a great morning. Um, I'm going to start off with just a quick little bio for each each individual, and then I'd like you to add more if you'd like on your own. Chris Dickinson currently serves as the executive director for the Grad Solutions umbrella of education companies. Chris has worked in the education field since 2004, focusing primarily on programs and policies designed for disconnected opportunity youth. An Arizona native, Chris earned his degree in visual communications, marketing, and graphic design in 2001, and he focuses on leading various teams to find new and innovative ways to connect with youth and their families. Elizabeth Yorquijo is a journalist and corporate communicator that specializes in developing relationships to connect the Hispanic community with education services and opportunities former high school dropout recovery program manager at a youth organization working with disengaged youth ages 16 to 21. And then we also have Caroline Cook. Um, She is a former student and current mentor for Grad Solutions. She uh, works with students who are going down the same path that she went down when she was 18 to 19 years old. And by the way, she just had a birthday. So happy birthday, Caroline. Um, she may be young, but she's full of a lot of life experiences, and she dreams of being a clinical psychologist and is currently going to school to get her degree in psychology. And her passion in life and the meaning to her life is helping others in any way she can. So welcome to the show. Um, Christopher, let's go ahead and start with you. Um, can you elaborate a little bit more about um, this program? Earlier when we were speaking with Elizabeth, she said you started this program, and can you tell us a little bit about maybe why? Sure. Thank you so much for uh, having us on the show today. My uh, pleasure. So, yeah, and with um, my experience with uh, dropout recovery here in the state of Arizona, um, I had the opportunity uh, in the between 2013 and 2016. Uh, to help oversee uh, programmatically and logistically uh, several different dropout recovery programs here in the state. Uh, and these programs were initiated through legislation that passed um, in Arizona in 2010. Uh, so it's been about uh, just over 10 years of uh, dropout recovery type programming. Uh, so having that experience working at the state level and the administration of those programs Uh, help me better understand how to best serve youth um, that have dropped out. So with our organization, um, our primary organization is Graduation Solutions. Um, The sister program is Smart Schools, and both of those combined can help uh, young people go from dropping out of high school all the way to earning uh, their high school diploma. 
that's fully accredited and everything. Uh, so it's been a really uh, exciting journey over the last few years working with these programs and this youth. Wonderful. Um, so let me talk a little bit about um, the next question I have, which is, is it even essential to graduate from high school these days? Um, and, and maybe Elizabeth and, and Caroline can add a little bit to that as well. But let's go ahead and start with you, Chris. Yeah, I'd love to answer that question. So um, it may be a controversial answer, but I, my my personal and professional answer would be no, it's not essential, but it also is essential. Uh, and the reason behind that is um, you can be a very successful and productive member of our society if you do not earn your high school diploma. Uh, we see it every day. So many hardworking Americans um, are you doing great things, uh, serving their families, serving their community um, without that diploma. But I also feel it is essential uh, for a lot of people to earn that diploma because that does set them up for a different level of success. Uh, and you know, everyone has a different journey, a different pathway. Uh, and the way our society has been built over, you know, now hundreds of years of kind of this traditional education uh, hierarchy, the diploma is um, still a standard that we have to maintain. Um, so definitely not essential, but also very important. Oh, I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, how do you feel about that, Caroline? Well, I would have to say I completely agree with everything Chris said, but from my own personal experience, um, I believe a diploma, whether it be essential or not, um, I believe it is a very important step in um, everyone's lives. I think it is a huge milestone that you can come across. And I know that when it was taken away from me or when I took it away from myself, it was something that I was very sad about that I didn't get to have that because me, you know, like other people throughout the throughout the world, throughout America, they want to further their education. They want to move forward and go to higher places with their education, especially a lot of grad solutions or graduation solutions students. We see a lot of them really interested in going to community colleges or trade schools or stuff like that. So in a sense, it is essential. It's very, very important. Um, I try to express that to any student or any person that I come into contact with. Um, and it, it's just, it's just a huge accomplishment and it's something to be very proud of, but it's also absolutely. Oh yeah. It's also something that can really help you just kind of catapult into a really successful future. Absolutely. I, I agree with you. Elizabeth, do you have anything you'd like to add? Well, I agree absolutely with Chris. However, I think having a high school diploma is a paper that you need sometimes to open doors. Um, and also brings you a set of skills that you acquire when, where, when you are youth. So for me, it's important to have it. Uh, I, I don't want, and I, when I speak with the community, I hear so often that they need opportunities because they don't have that paper. Uh, I know it's, it's a paper, but that paper represents you finish a milestone, as uh, Caroline mentioned. So uh, I think it's very valuable, and sometimes it's a roadblock for many people not having it. Absolutely. What What are some of the What are some of the other advantages of having a high school diploma? I mean, I, I do see the opening of doors. I do think it's beneficial to have the knowledge under your belt. But do you, Do you have any other advantages that you can talk about? Uh, well, you you know, I, I think basically it's the experience of having four years in high school. Uh, during that time, you grow relationships. You help, you learn how to um, to manage situations that at a young, young age you need to learn. And it's not only learning math, history, science, it's the experience itself of learning high school. I'm sure Caroline, and especially nowadays, uh, it's, it's a tough time, but we all face tough moments in life. And I think high school time gives you that opportunity. So also just in terms of education, you learn basic math, 
You know, I think math is important to learn. History, uh, oh my God, it's it, it, it for me sometimes surprise me. Kids not knowing what is the capital of the United States, not knowing right. that Fourth of July is Independence Day, is not Flag Day. Uh, I I am not <laughs> from this country, and I know those answers. But for me, it it is amazing to hear that so many Jews don't know that they don't know what is the Pacific Ocean, a difference from the from the Atlantic. I know it's basic information that probably will not take you somewhere if you don't know it. But I think it's right. basic knowledge that everybody should know. No, I, I agree with you. I, I think for me when I when I talk to students and they're questioning their, you know, ability to graduate or their interest in graduating, from my perspective, I think when you graduate high school, it tells employers that you can follow through and that you can finish something you've started and that you have a commitment to what you're doing so that when you go to the workforce, they can see you as an employee that is committed to whatever you start and that you're going to finish what you start. And and to me, that's a really important skill to have because, you know, if somebody just drops out of high school and then they drop out of college, you know, maybe later they go to college and they drop out. It it makes them hard to employ because as an employer, you wonder, do they have that commitment? Are they willing to follow through? Are they willing to stick it out even when it's tough? Because we all know school has its tough moments. So yeah, I, I really appreciate what you what you all do. Um so let's go back to you, Chris. What what impact does dropping out of high school have for students? What is the biggest impact? Uh, sure. Just some points of view on my end uh, with that topic is, sure. um, you know, it could definitely make things more challenging uh, for a person to uh, find access to jobs, uh, you know, up to 90% of, you know, good jobs require at least a high school diploma. Uh, So that's definitely uh, part of the impact that that's going to have. Additionally, uh, things like military service. So, uh, you know, serving our country is such an honorable thing to do. And, you know, many young people um, are interested in doing so. And uh, depending on, you know, where the country's at and and service, you know, having that diploma is going to be a key for you in order to uh, take that pathway um, in your life. So, uh, so dropping out could have that impact. Um, I also believe dropping out can have a very strong negative impact on your mental health and your um, all really just like self-respect, um, looking down upon yourself. Um, and that's where grad solutions and smart schools thrives because we have a no judgment um policy. We don't judge anyone that's dropped out. We are here to help lift them up and uh, show them that there is still a pathway for them to achieve those goals that they've got. What, what about you, Caroline? What, what were the biggest, what was the biggest impact when you dropped out? What happened? What was a, the personal story behind this? So I dropped out when I was 18. I was going through a really, really hard time. I had actually lived in Arizona for about six to seven years. And then we moved to Ohio um, the year before my senior year of high school. Okay, that's difficult. Oh, yeah. That in itself was already difficult. And I managed to get through pretty much the whole year besides the last quarter of the last semester of my senior year. Oh my. (laughs) So close and yet so far away. That must have been brutal. (laughs) It really was. Um, But I was, you know, a know-it-all 18-year-old and decided to drop out because I thought that was what was best for me at the time. And in all reality, it really wasn't. Um, Not only did it have a negative impact on my own mental health and my own just overall well-being. It had a negative impact on my relationships with my family, with my friends, um, everything that goes along with that because my family, they knew I could graduate and they were saddened by the fact that I decided not to. My Mm -hmm. friends were all going and graduating and 
I wasn't there with them. So right. it, it put that tension there for sure. So, so everyone's top- going off to do the next stage of their life and, and you were still where you were at exactly. before they left. Yeah. Exactly. So all in all, it definitely has a negative impact on your well-being, your mental health, your emotional state, everything like that, everything that Chris said. But it also has a a negative impact on your relationships and the people around you. Um, Because like I said, it being a milestone, those milestones are not just something for you to celebrate. There's something for you to celebrate with those around you, with your loved ones and everything like that. So when I took it away from myself, I took it away from them as well. Um, Right. And and I want to point out that it has nothing to do with intelligence. You were very clearly a bright young woman. It it wasn't because you couldn't, you just made a choice and you later decided it wasn't the right choice for you. Exactly. And that's why I'm so thankful I found graduation solutions just because they, this program, everybody involved with it has truly changed my life. Well, I really appreciate you sharing your story. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to add, Elizabeth? You know, actually, I do. Um, I think the feeling of uh, feeling left behind, uh, I think, is something that uh, marks people. I speak with adults that call asking to finish their high school diploma because they drop out when they were young. So uh, for them, it's something so important that is, that has not been done in their life, that they want to finish that part. Uh, and sometimes it's not because they need a better job. And so a better job or a better opportunity is just because it's something that they didn't finish and they right. want to close that chapter in their life. So it's very personal. Um, I think it's, yes. So it's, it's essential for so many people. And, um, well, they, they believe because they are now over 22, they cannot do it. And that is not true. There is no age for you to finish. Right. Well, thank you for that. I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the GED. Um, Why is the GED promoted more for adults than finishing high school? And maybe we can start with Chris on that one. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. So i Just like many other things in our culture and in education, um, the GED has always been seen as uh, an alternative to the high school diploma. Uh, You know, some places will call it a high school equivalency diploma. Uh, So, uh, but why it's promoted more, I believe, is access. Uh, There, it's a much easier um, option for some people just to refer um, a dropout to a GED program to do that. Uh, I also believe GEDs are promoted more so because there is, people are unaware that there are other options in order to earn your accredited high school diploma. So like in Caroline's case, uh, she could have gone to go do a GED but she was right. so close to finishing. So she was able to recover, um, get back on track and earn the diploma rather than go the GED route uh, simply because these programs exist. Um, so the more we can get the word out and it's not just a grad solutions or smart schools uh, thing. I mean, there are programs across the country that uh, really help adults, uh, young adults really move forward and earn their high school diploma even after they age out of the traditional system. So if somebody wanted to go back and get their high school diploma, is there an age limit? So in Arizona, so public public education in Arizona is funded uh, basically through their 21st uh, year of life. Uh, after that, the state uh, cuts funding. And then um, there is adult education funds available and programs. So uh, there are federal grants that different organizations can get to provide uh, GED services. But with a program like Smart Schools, we are uh, a national education, a national school uh, that can serve uh, people as young as when they drop out all the way through um, a couple years ago. Our keynote, our valedictorian, our speaker at Smart Schools graduation was in their mid-60s. And 
Uh, she was inspired by her grandson, who happened to be a Grad Solutions uh, dropout recovery student, uh, and that he, you know, decided to go back to school and do it, and that really motivated and inspired her uh, to finish her high school diploma in her 60s. Uh, so there is no age limit on, you know, going back to what the advantages of the diploma are, is learning those basic skills and growing relationships, learning those soft skills. Uh, it doesn't matter what age you are. So if you go the private route, which is through like smart schools, no age limits. And we love to see our older adults uh, join the program. It is inspiring for all of us. No, I love it. Um, so if somebody, I, lo- I love the fact that it's national. I think that's fantastic. And if somebody wanted to uh, come and go to your school, um, I, I just had a couple of questions. Is it online? Is it in person? And do they have to pay for it? Yes. So with smart schools, uh, it is a nonprofit um, online high school. Uh, it was designed to be geared for adults. So it's really designed um, in a way that works with working adults. Um, they can work on their schoolwork at their own time. Um, since it is private, uh, it is tuition-based, but the program was designed to be um, affordable for uh, most people. Um, so our tuition is a, uh, a straight up $99 a month. Uh, so that means our students don't have to pay for uh, every single course they take. And it's just a flat rate. And that's pretty much um, all they have to worry about. They don't have to buy books or any of that. So we've tried to make it um, seamless, uh, easy for working adults. And then there's also, um, we have many different partner organizations out there that will help uh, them through workforce um, initiatives, WIOA funding, all of that to get them uh, into that program. I love it. Um, so if somebody was interested in going to get their diploma today, how would they contact you? Yeah, so with Smart Schools, our website is smartschoolsusa.org. Um, when you go to the website, you could check us out. Um, there's a chat option for live chat. You could talk to Dustin or someone else on our team that will give uh, as much information as you need um, and just really learn about the program. Uh, and you know, there's no strings attached. If you just have questions about the program, um, anyone's able to reach out and we can um, hopefully help inspire people to take that journey, that step towards earning their diploma finally. Thank you for sharing that. I, I really appreciate that. It's, uh, I, I think you offer an absolute wonderful product. Um, how long does it take a, an individual to usually finish their diploma? So that's a great question. It really depends on the number of credits that they've already earned in their high school career okay. uh, up to that point. So uh, typically, so in Arizona, we have, uh, you need 22 credits to earn your high school diploma. And those credits range from English, math, all the subjects. Uh, so if you think of it as um, you do one class a month, one class is uh, half a credit. Uh, so you can kind of, you know, every couple months you're earning that credit. So gotcha. if you're like Caroline and dropped out your senior year, you may only need four credits. So that's eight classes eight months, and that's going at a very moderate pace. Uh, many right. of our students can really um, get through the classes. But you um, can almost go at your own pace. It's not almost. You can. So it's okay. uh, online Perfect. and what they call in education, it's asynchronous. So I love have, it. They don't have a teacher leading them. The teacher's there to support them and to provide tutoring. Uh, right. So it's open entry, open exit. Thank you. Uh, and I, I appreciate giving us all this information. Um, we will be taking a break here. And when we come back, we'll talk more to Chris, Caroline, and Elizabeth. If you're looking to get in touch with me, you can go to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. And uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to our upcoming magazine, Executive Function Magazine. We are launching our fourth issue October 10th. So if you're not on our subscription list, make sure you go to executivefunctioncoachaz.com and subscribe to that. You can also go to our YouTube channel. And if you're looking to see the video for this particular uh, production, you can see that on our YouTube channel probably within the next week or so. 
Um, and we would love to have any feedback or, you know, if you listen to our podcast, make sure that you uh, give us a good rating. Um, so we just want to thank you all for listening. Without you, this would not be possible. We'll be back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Bozzi Acosti is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Bozzi works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fazia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazi Acosti or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at executive function coach az.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Hi, welcome back. Today we are talking to Elizabeth Yerquijo, Chris Dickinson, and Caroline Cook of Grad Solutions and Smart Schools. So, welcome back. So, um, let's go ahead and, yeah, I, I really like what your program does. Um, I would like to learn a little bit more about grad solutions and smart schools. So um, I don't know who would like to answer this question. Um, maybe Chris would be a good start. Um, Chris, would you like to talk a little bit about what programs you offer and and just kind of finish up our conversation from before the break? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I just wanted to, I'll try and make this uh, as clear as possible because it can get confusing. So, okay. Solutions is our Arizona, um, Arizona-based dropout recovery program. So, the dropout recovery program here in Arizona, uh, we partner with uh, several different districts and charter schools uh, to provide a continuation on public education for those young people that have dropped out. Okay. So, think of it as Grad Solutions as the safety net for many districts and charters around Arizona. Smart Schools is our private nonprofit high school that is uh, serves a national audience uh, and uh, it's tuition-based, uh, so it just works a little bit differently. Uh, so now that I got that out of the way, um, when I explain the model and how we serve our students, they are very much um, identical in many different ways. So. That way I can only explain it once uh, okay. to reduce confusion. So um, when a student is recovered and um, picked up by the safety net, so the student uh, provides their transcripts. The transcripts are super important because many of our young people have finished a significant number of courses. And that way we're not having them take different classes that are irrelevant to them earning their high school diploma. So both programs are online. Both programs are asynchronous. Uh, Both programs use certified instructors um, as uh, support, as tutors, uh, to really help that day-to-day educational attainment with those courses. Uh, The student is assigned a mentor, and the mentor is there to help um, identify barriers, work with the the student to break down those barriers, 
uh, in any way they can. So if a student is having issues with basic needs, so they're struggling with food insecurity or housing, mental health, the mentor is there to help provide different resources and referrals for that young person. Or it's almost adult. like a case manager. Very much like a case manager uh, in some ways. Uh, they're also there to establish a very strong relationship with the young person or adult uh, where you know, a teacher is there for that course. The mentor is there from enrollment to um, giving them a high five at graduation uh, and everything. Uh, so, so very supportive that. role. Extremely supportive. And um, many times in a, a person's high school journey, there's not always that one individual that's there. And for us, that mentor is that one individual that is, uh, they've got their back. You know, they're there to support. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so when a student uh, enrolls in the program, starts their courses, they're taking them online, they can take their coursework anytime during the day, 2 a.m., doesn't matter. Uh, when they finish or get to their final exam, all of our core classes are proctored. Um, we do that in person here locally in Arizona if needed, uh, but we also have a virtual proctoring service. So that establishes a lot of academic integrity uh, for not only our program, but also the students. Uh, so when they earn that diploma, they actually earned that diploma and it was not just handed to them. Uh, they put in the hard work, uh, learned the content uh, to do that. So as a student's progressing and say, you know, so they're in English classes, math classes, any classes they need to earn their high school diploma, once they meet those credit requirements, um, Smart Schools is fully accredited uh, regionally, nationally, and internationally. Uh, so we are able to offer a high school diploma um, that will be accepted by uh, many colleges, universities, uh, wherever they're wanting to go post-secondary, um, and they earn that diploma. Uh, so all in all, it's really, uh, we've tried to create um, a very simple pathway for uh, somebody to go back to school. There doesn't need to be a bunch of hoops. So we've tried to eliminate as many of those barriers and hoops as possible to get to the bottom of it. And that's getting that curriculum instruction, learning what they need to learn, and then moving on to their next steps. Yeah, that's, uh, that is a fantastic program. I, I really, um, I think it's a lot better than I even imagined it would be. So that's awesome. What are some of the risk factors that you look for? What, what are some of the risk factors for students dropping out of high school? You, you talked earlier about not having support. Um, what are some of the major red flags for somebody to drop out? Yeah, so uh, in my experience and research and everything, uh, there are many factors that could lead to um, a young person dropping out. Uh, some of them, uh, like a lack of early childhood education. So mm -hmm. if uh, somebody's not um, going to a quality early childhood program, uh, not learning how to read by about third grade, statistics show that they are going to be more likely to drop out uh, of high school down the road, which I think is a very interesting statistic. Mm -hmm. Primarily, we focus on the high school, uh, but a lot of the impact takes place much, much before uh, they even reach high school. Um, additionally, uh, attendance issues. So with um, chronic absenteeism with young people, that is a key indicator for uh, a future dropout. Uh, they are distracted, um, they're taking care of family, uh, they're getting in trouble perhaps. A lot of times that chronic absenteeism can lead to mm -hmm. dropout. So those are things that um, school counselors that we work with across Arizona and nationally, um, those are things that they look for to help identify um, a really at-risk uh, youth for that. It sounds um, like we need to be scaffolding skills a little bit better at a younger age. Absolutely. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So uh, back in my day at the Department of Education, we were um, trying to build a, a bridge program where there would be a, a greater focus on those early childhood years in order to um, 
reduce the number of disconnected or opportunity use um, in the future. And, and there are lots of national organizations that have looked into that research mm-hmm. and everything. Uh, Measure of America, uh, Opportunity Nation, those are all uh, great organizations that have um, really tried to dig in on that. Uh, some of the other risk factors are behavior, you know, um, lack of at-home advocacy, mm-hmm. uh, family involvement. Um, if a young person is in the foster system, that could lead uh, to a greater chance, likelihood of dropping out. Um, food insecurity. Because they just don't have the support. Yeah. Yeah. Un- that, unfortunately, that's the case in, in many scenarios that they are lacking that um, family engagement aspect. Um, or, you know, they're hitting 18. I hit 18. I turned 18 at the very beginning of my senior year. Mm-hmm. And many young people, they'll age out of the foster system at 18. So they're kind of left to their own devices while they're still in high school. Um, so it unless gets, they have a really good foster family. Yeah, which happens all the time. Um, yeah. We love foster families, but there are a significant number of young people in group homes and, and other mm-hmm. scenarios that aren't um necessarily always going to advocate for them to finish high school right uh, on time and everything so uh and it's also a lot of... go ahead no it's gonna say i think it also the reasons for dropping out would vary by community as well um, uh, absolutely i think there's a lot of risk factors and you've named quite a few of them i, I want to jump over to caroline caroline what are the risk factors that you were dealing with when you dropped out um, when I dropped out, it had a lot a lot to do with community. Um, it had a lot to do with the people I was surrounding myself with. Um, when I was actually going to my uh, public high school for my senior year, I was not really interacting with my peers around me. Um, that was mostly for the fact that I just didn't really know anybody. It was my senior year. We were all going to go off to college afterwards anyways. I didn't really see a sense in trying to form those long-lasting friendships or relationships um, with them. I did have I did have a few, um, but I became more close with the people I worked with. And at the time, I was working at McDonald's. Um, and... This is not to give into the negative connotation that goes along with working with McDonald's because it is right. a good job. Um, but the people I worked with were not the best people to be around. They were very gang affiliated. They were very drug affiliated. And me being an impressionable 18 year old, I thought they were cool. They were all older than me. I thought, you know, hey, these people are really cool. So it had a lot to do with the environment I was surrounding myself with, the people I was surrounding myself with, and just the fact that I was young, I was very impressionable, and I was very easily influenced. Um, and I just wanted to, I just wanted to fit in. Um, so a lot of it had to do with my own personal insecurities and the environment I was in at the time, because I did not spend very much time at home with my family. Um, I was working a lot. I only went to school for a few hours out of the day before hours because I didn't I didn't need that many classes. Um, so it was all just very environment based. There wasn't really I, I didn't have any problems with truancy. I didn't have any problems learning the material. It had nothing to do with my teachers. All of my teachers were amazing. Um, the peers that I was friends with that I went to school with, they were amazing. They were very supportive. It just had to do with the people I chose to surround myself with. Um, yeah. So. And I, I really appreciate how you take responsibility for your actions because that takes you to a whole new level. Oh yeah. That has definitely been something that has been very hard for me to kind of accept. Um, but I realized it was the only way I was going to be able to move forward and rebuild those relationships that I had kind of lost out on. Um, So at the time, my family and I, we were not very close. Um, We are like this now. We are inseparable now because Mm -hmm. I managed to take responsibility and say, yeah, you know, I chose to be around these people. I chose to do this. I chose to drop out. I was 18. Nobody could have made me do anything. Right. What, What was the turning point for you? The turning point for me was probably 
So my family's in Ohio. I'm here in Arizona. Um, I was not living with them. I was in, um, in and out of different places, in and out of different houses. And um, I have two very, very good friends of mine that live out here. They decided to fly me out so I could come and see them. Uh, little did I know it was a one-way ticket. <laughs> surprise. I, all right. It was a big surprise. Um, I ended up just kind of coming back out here and just ended up staying. My, uh, my friend, she actually graduated from, from the program as well and had told me about it. And, uh, yeah, when I saw her going to her graduation, it made me realize how sad I was at the fact that I took that away from myself and I decided, you know what, it's free. It's going to allow me to move forward with my life because I've, I've always wanted to be a clinical psychologist and I knew I needed a diploma for that. So it was just, it was kind of just the realization of, you know what, I need to do this. It's not just for the fact that I want to further my education, but I need to do it for myself. Absolutely. Um, you know, I want to I want to shift gears just a little bit. We and we'll come back to you also uh, and talk a little bit more about you. But I, I want to shift a little bit to tips for parents. Uh, and and I don't know if Elizabeth, you'd like to maybe take this one. Uh, what are some tips that you would give parents to maybe help them? Or are there any tips that you could give parents to help them to prevent their child from dropping out of school? Is there anything that Caroline's family could have done differently? Well, definitely there are different ways to do things, but I think involvement with school system is very important. And, uh, but that is also a barrier for so many families. Uh, I, I work directly with Hispanic community and language is a huge barrier, barrier for parents to get involved. Some, sometimes for them reaching out the school counselor or even the front desk at school is difficult because they don't know how to speak with the school. So my, I think the first tip that I will give parents is to try to find ways because I'm sure there are ways to get involved in your, in your kid education. In, and when I said kid, I am talking about uh, young adults that very they don't listen. Uh, they are at that age that <laughs> even though you try and you yell and you speak with them, they just want to do their things their own way. Uh, but I think it's really, really important to to become a partner of your youth school to know what is going on and um, and talk about it and. Uh, yeah. If the language is a barrier, find somebody to help you uh, to communicate with the schools. Um, school, the schools are full of people with good intention. Like Absolutely. I'm sure all teachers, uh, counselors, they are there to support their students. So uh, th- that's for me is the most important. Get involved in your kid education, have an open communication with your kid, and be that mediator between your your kid and the school. Um, Thank I, I think you. Yeah. That's a tip that I apply for myself. I and love it. I think it's very important. And Chris, you look like you have something to add. No, I'm just, I'm really driving with Elizabeth's uh, response to the yeah. uh, very well. Work. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, so uh, for me, I, I've worked a little bit with, family engagement and parent stuff. So uh, one of one of the big reasons why a young person will drop out is uh, due to bullying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so listening and believing your child is going to be crucial. Like if uh, your child is saying, you know, they're being bullied, um, I wouldn't recommend taking that necessarily too lightly because that could lead to things like dropping out. Um, not wanting to go to school. So um, things like that, um, advocating for your child. Um, so touching really back on what Elizabeth was saying, um, getting to know your school, the front desk person at the school, very important person, uh, the gatekeeper of, of many, many things. Uh, if you don't 
if you're not comfortable with the English language and that's the primary language spoken in that area, uh, there are translation services. Don't let that be a barrier um, for that. But right. um, the biggest advice I would have would be just to listen and advocate for your child like most 99% of parents do. Absolutely. And, and Caroline, I want to come back to you. Is there anything your parents could have done differently? No, I honestly, (laughs) if I'm being honest, um, at the time I would have said yes, they could have done, you know, 10,000 things differently Mm -hmm. as I'm older and I look back on it. I really don't think that they could have done anything differently. I think they did everything that they possibly could. They even after I had dropped out, they had even set up a meeting with my principal to try and get me back into school. And I did what many young people or young students would do. And I agreed and said, oh, yeah, you know, I'll come back. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do this. And I did. I didn't. I didn't follow through with it. Um, They really, really, even though we weren't on good terms, they really just tried to be there for me. They just tried to be a part of my life. And I was not letting them. So everything that happened, everything regarding me dropping out is definitely on me. It has nothing to do with my family or my parents. Um, Something I would say as an advice piece is if your student or your child is not telling you things or not informing you on what's going on at school, just try and try and figure it out. Try and talk to them, even Mm -hmm. if going to give you the actual answers that you're looking for just them seeing that that effort is going to make that much of a difference well I appreciate that yeah oh yeah of course um because when I was in school before we moved to Ohio so before my senior year um I was a part of an NJROTC program and I absolutely loved it and we had competitions and everything like that, but we had to keep our grades up in order to go to those competitions. Um, my parents had only gone to one. Oh, okay. And at the time, I was very mad at them for it, but then I realized it was because I didn't really tell them about it. I didn't really say, hey, you guys can come. So it was a lack of communication on my part. Um, So just having my parents really try and advocate for me and really try and make that conscious effort to have that communication with me, especially now, um, it just makes makes a huge difference. So we have a few minutes left. I I just want to talk a little bit about what are your plans for the future? Um, My plans for the future are to finish going to college. Um, I definitely don't want to stop at getting my Bachelor of Science in Psychology. I want to go the whole way and I want to try and get my PhD. Um, It is a long journey, but to me, it is definitely worth it. And then in the end, I would like to open up my own location or my own, you know, little office so I can perform my own services, um, partner with different organizations, companies, programs, not even just in Arizona or wherever I open the location up, but around around the United States, hopefully one day around the world. Because um, my, big, my biggest thing, my biggest passion, and I think my meaning in life is just to be there and support and help people in any way that I possibly can. And mentally is probably the, be- the biggest aspect that a lot of people deal with. Well, I think you're going to be fantastic at whatever you end up doing. And yeah. You know what? I think it will be a, a long uh, transition for you to get through all those uh, degrees, but I think you'll do it. You you seem very smart and very capable, and and you definitely are on the right track now. So uh, we have a couple minutes left. Chris, uh, do you have any last-minute advice that you'd like to give parents or kids? Yes, absolutely. So uh, my final bit of um, advice would be that um, – there's no need to give up. You know, just because you drop out of high school does not mean you are less than uh, or it's the end of your journey. There are programs out there like Smart Schools, if you're an Arizona grad solutions, uh, and many others out there that are there to really support you. So And let's uh, give them let's give our listeners the uh, websites to those as well again. Yeah, of course. So I want my diploma.com 
is like our parents, our landing page, if you will. Uh, you'll find grad solutions and then access to smart schools there. Um, and then smart schools is smartschoolsusa.org. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, and Elizabeth, do you have any last minute tidbits you'd like to yes, share? You know, yes, I actually would like to, to say that people believe that they, that they have options. And we are a great option for their families. Uh, having Caroline here is for us um, a price because it shows that what we do works and that we change and help other youth people to change their lives. So Absolutely. don't be afraid for ask for help, ask for options. We are there to support, get their high school diploma. So don't be yeah. afraid to, to visit our website and call and ask questions. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, Chris, Elizabeth, and Caroline for being on the show today. If you're looking to get in touch with me, you can go to my website, executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Don't forget to register or subscribe to our new magazine that's coming out. This next volume is coming out October 10th. It is our fourth issue for this year. Uh, we've got some fabulous um, articles in there. If you'd like to advertise with us or if you'd like to write an article, you can send me an email at fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can also call me for a free consultation if you'd like, 480-648-1122. And we have recently started offering um, mind print assessments. If you would like to uh, take a look at a roadmap to help your children succeed through um, school, uh, we'd love to help you. So um, you can feel free to give me a call. We can set up a mind print assessment for your child as well. Uh, we'll be back um, next week. And... Um, we hope you have a fantastic day. Without you, this would not be possible. So thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week. <laughs>